Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Friends of a Feather podcast, friend. I am so excited to bring to you someone that I know online, and I was very close to meeting her in person, but we know there's going to be another time for that, but uh, my friend Carmen James. And so Carmen is going to share from her heart today, and she's going to share her story of being burnt out and burning the candle at both ends. Uh, and having a wake-up call that the Lord put in her life and uh, just the exciting things that she's doing now. And so I pray that as you listen to her story, that you just open your heart to uh, ask the Lord how you need to be ministered to in this moment. And so I'm going to welcome Carmen James to the podcast. Welcome, Carmen. Oh my gosh, Ren. I have so looked forward to this moment. And thank you so much for your kindness and generosity and just the gift to being able to share with your listeners what I believe is a really important story. And um, even in the work that I'm doing right now, I've run across often. So I know that I'm not a unicorn. Um, I think what I have to share so many women base. I agree. I think that that is what we we need to hear. We need to hear your story. We need to hear women on the other side of maybe running into that like wake up call that we have had or that some of us have had. And so um, I want you to take us back and take us back before the main part of your story is you had a really scary diagnosis happened to you a few years ago. And so take us back to right before you got that diagnosis. What did life look like for you? Life was absolute chaos. Um, I had kids in uh, three children um, in my third marriage, and um, I was busy building my um, fitness business. And as a personal trainer, group fitness instructor at the time, I was positioning myself in my hometown to open my own fitness studio that had always been a dream of mine. And um, I was just really burning the candle at both ends. I was just working literally seven days a week, oftentimes after everyone else went to bed at night, getting up early the next day. And even though I was doing all the right things as far as working out, exercising, drinking water, eating, you know, really well, 80% of the time, 20% of the time, giving myself some grace to enjoy life, have dessert. Um, what I really discovered right before that, that diagnosis was I knew that I was getting to a place where I was totally burned out, not pouring into my own cup. I was so busy trying to hit that yardstick that the world, you know, raises for us this yardstick of what it means to be successful. And I was really like, oh, successful means I've got my own 
fitness studio. I've got the, you know, big giant book of personal training clients and I'm doing all these things. And that's just what I saw numbers. I've got to hit that six figure income, you know, in order for people to take me seriously and deem me as someone important. And so I was chasing after all this stuff Meanwhile, not realizing that I was leaving out a critical part of a healthy lifestyle, and that is stress management and self-care. And it is something that I tell my clients even today, Ren, we simply can't pour from an empty cup. And at some point, trying to juggle all those balls we are going to drop a ball. And when we do, it's, you know, what do we wake up with next? And so for me, um, it was, I remember it well, it was in 2017, my husband and I had flown to our condo in Naples, Florida for a long weekend, just to kind of pump the brakes. And I was laying at the pool and I'd reached across my stomach to get a magazine and I felt this um, bump on the left side of my stomach. And I thought, wow, what's that? So I started pushing on it and something inside of me just panicked. And so I grabbed my cell phone, I Googled the human anatomy and discovered that there really are no major organs for the female on the left-hand side of the body. Mm-hmm. And so my husband was laying there beside me and, and I said, Hey, um, just feel this place in my stomach. And he pushed on it and he said, wow, it's like rock hard. How long has that been there? And I'm like, I I have no idea. Mm -hmm. And I kept like pushing Ren to measure it. Mm -hmm. It was huge. And and what I want to circle back and tell you is six months prior, I had been to my primary doctor for an annual checkup and physical. Mm -hmm. So it was alarming to me to think that, wow, how could that have been missed six months prior? Mm -hmm. So we made a decision. um, We were coming home the next day that I would go to urgent care. So when the plane landed, I went directly to urgent care. This doctor came in. She asked me some questions. She did a physical assessment. She stepped out of the room. She came back in and tears were just rolling down her face. I didn't know her. Um, And she said, Mrs. James, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but I believe you might have cancer. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm sorry. You must have that wrong. I could not have cancer because do you understand what I do for a living? I'm a personal trainer. Like I eat, sleep, drink and breathe, you know, health and fitness. I would, I would not have cancer. And she said, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. That's a tumor. And I think we're in trouble. So she said, I I really believe you need to see your, your primary doctor tomorrow. So I got in. The very next day, they had me at the hospital for a biopsy. It was on a Friday. I remember it well. And my doctor kept saying, I don't know that I think it's cancer. I think it could be a female issue. Let's let's don't go jumping off the the deep end right now. And so on Friday, they did the biopsy. And I was, you know, kind of just trying to remain calm. Sunday, my husband had gone to golf run and the and the phone rang. And I looked and it was my doctor's office and they don't call on Sunday. Mm -hmm. And I knew in that moment, I was about to hear something I didn't want to hear. And of course it was the news. 
Yes, indeed. Um, the biopsy has confirmed you have cancer and they believe it is um, a lymphoma. And I'm like, well, what is that? And he said, it's a blood cancer and this is serious. I need to know what you, where do you want to go next? And so for me, that was the James Cancer Hospital um, in Columbus, Ohio. It took 90 days mm -hmm. to get into see an oncologist. Wow. And in those 90 days, it was the scariest, darkest, most horrific experience ever. Mm. So when you hear this news and then you have 90 days to wait and, mm -hmm. and to wait and your mind goes, you know, all the places it shouldn't go. <laughs> I mean, what did you do at that moment? How did God reveal himself to you in that moment? What's interesting, Ren, was I, I did what I think a lot of people make the mistake of doing, and that is we we got on WebMD. Mm. <laughs> so we oh, my word, going, girl. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. Oh. All the all the dark rabbit holes. It could yes. be this. It could be that. What <laughs> if it's stage one? What does one look like versus stage four? Wow. Um, I remember finally making a phone call over to the James and a nurse got on the phone with me and I was crying and I said, I can't do this. I literally am losing my mind and I'm still trying to work, you know, mm. and be a wife and a mom yeah. and all this with, with cancer literally growing in my body. Mm. And so they expedited, um, they moved me up. I got in, um, they admitted me for a week and, and I really didn't see God show up until what I'm about to tell you, because up to this point, Ren, I had been going to church my entire life. I had, you know, been involved in church. I, I gave lip service to a relationship with the Lord, to be honest with you. I said, and did all the right things. I checked the boxes but I was probably that person who went to church on Sunday, but really wasn't living it Monday to Saturday. Mm -hmm. So when I was admitted and they put my chemo port in, I, I remember praying and, and they told me at that point, this is stage three okay. and you need to understand there is no cure. And mm -hmm. so of course it was devastating. I remember just sobbing. And I looked at my husband and I said, I'm going to die. Like, how do you get your head around that at age 52? I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. And um, the oncologist said, well, you know, there, there is treatment. You'll take a very aggressive cancer treatment, chemotherapy. You'll probably be very sick. You will likely lose all your hair. Um, but if you get on the other side of it and your body responds to it, we can get you into remission. Mm -hmm. But what you have to understand is you will have a span of time where you'll live like any other normal person. You'll almost forget that you ever had cancer, but then out of nowhere, it will return mm -hmm. because we have no way of curing you. So we realize there are probably going to be cells that remain. So I was in the hospital um, after they gave me the chemo port, my first round of chemo. And this nurse came in and she said, Mrs. James, you have two choices. You either get up out of bed right now um, and you start walking laps in the hall or we will have to give you a shot in your stomach. Well, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll pass on the shot. This girl's scared to death of needles. That was the <laughs> other thing that really worried me about this whole process mm -hmm. was I don't like physical pain. Mm -hmm. But I remember taking um, a walk 
and, and I rounded a corner in the hospital and I was going down this corridor and I was completely alone. And I looked out and I could see the sun setting. And I remember feeling like Jesus was right beside me with his arm around me walking that corridor. Mm-hmm. It was the most real experience. And that was my first really, really big encounter with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I knew in that moment that I was not going to walk this thing alone. And somehow this was going to change my relationship with him forever. And, and, and it has, it totally has. Wow. I know we've talked a little bit in a group setting about your story and I loved how, um, you talked about the Lord's faithfulness. Is that what stuck out to you during this time as his faithfulness? What character qualities came to mind for you? Absolutely. Um, as again, like I mentioned, I wasn't really, uh, but only giving lip service. And so I really began to dig into the word of God. I really began to commit to my quiet time. I really spent some time on my knees, face down, literally face in the carpet, sobbing, repenting of sins, really just looking over some things, unforgiveness that I had from things in the past, bitterness that had built up and taken root in my heart, just getting my whole life, all my priorities upside down and out of whack. There was no space for him in my daily walk. Looking back, I only prayed when my roof was on fire. And I realized when I, when I was um, discharged from the James after that first treatment, and I was awaiting my next treatment, I remember just praying and thinking, I got to get right before the Lord and I've got to get my priorities right. This is my wake up call that I am. He is the good shepherd and I am the sheep that has wandered off from the flock. Like I am on some path, this self-destructive path. And he's loved me enough to allow this to pass his sovereign hands as a wake up call for me. This was not punishment. You know, that was my initial reaction. Oh my gosh, what did I do to deserve this? And why me? And why can't it be the person who drinks the two liters of pop and eats, you know, three cheeseburgers in a day? Why, why is it me? But I really have come to, um, to realize, Ren, the better question is not why me, but God, what is it that you want to do in and through me? Mm-hmm. And why not me? Why mm-hmm. not me? You know, when you look at the characters um, in the Bible and some of the things that they went through, why not me? You know, what if my story, what if the book of the Bible, Carmen, showed up, you know, now in some new version of the Bible? You know, what would that story tell? And I want my story now to be about making heaven full. And really, there's not a day that goes by. I can remember, Ren, never thinking, I'm not going to get up early and do quiet time. I need my sleep. I work, you know, I I work a very demanding job and I'm not getting up early to pray and spend time in the word of God. I am now up before the sun and that quiet time with the Lord sets my day. It is everything to me. Mm -hmm. And I have, I have discovered he is faithful. His word, his promises are true. He is still on the throne in the healing business. We saw it um, at my last appointment on December 15th. There's a number that they watch called an LDH. 
it indicates blood. It's a marker of blood. And, and if you have cancer, it will be high. Mine was 500 at the day of diagnosis. My number was 152. That is the lowest it has been in four and a half years. God has been faithful. He has walked this out. It has not been easy. There have been days when I would take chemo and be on the floor. Wearing a wig was the last thing I ever wanted to do. But God has been so faithful and he has placed Ren, the most beautiful people in my path to speak into me when I needed it the most. Mm, That's just beautiful. Well, and we're going to take your story a little bit further because this was in 2017. And then you had your coaching business. You had your fitness training business. And then uh, 2020 happened. and. During the pandemic, you lost 50% of your in-person personal training clients. So tell me, how did God provide for you in that, in that situation? So what a great, awesome question. And so crazy again, how God has Mm -hmm. just worked in and through me and taught me, I think one of the biggest lessons through cancer and COVID has been, I, I am a driven A type personality. I have always been a perfectionist and always a control freak. I want to control everything and unfortunately everyone, which isn't always a good quality. (laughs) And God has taught me so much about number one, my role is not God. He's got that. Mm -hmm. And number two, to loosen my grip on things in this world and of this world, because this is not my ultimate home. Mm -hmm. And everything that I have here is essentially I'm renting it or I'm leasing it. It's all his, none of it belongs to me. He's so taught me that. Mm -hmm. But when COVID hit, um, moving out of that brick and mortar gym and onto the online space was crazy because I am not good at technology, but God, again, so faithful, you know, he knew what was coming and he had put a client in my business two years prior who came to me, hired me to help her lose weight, walked out of divorce with her. I've been divorced before. She and I became best friends as a result of not just in the gym, but outside of the gym. And she had the technical skills. Mm -hmm. So when COVID hit and we knew the only way I would have an income was to move it online, move it to the um, Zoom platform, she stepped in and said, I'm going to help you with this. And I'm like, I don't have any money to pay you. Like Dan, her name is Danielle. And, and I said, Danielle, I got nothing. Like I cannot pay you to do this. And she's like, Harmon, I'm not asking for a dime. I want to give back to you what you've given to me. Mm-hmm. You've given me my health back. You've given me my voice. I am a better person because of the gift of you. Now let me pour into you. Let me pour back into your business. What a blessing, but God, but God would do something like that. I thought she came to me so I could help her lose weight. She thought that too. And then God would reveal this. She has been such an integral part of my business and God allowed she and I in a matter of three weeks to move what was left of my business online, teach all these women how to use technology and literally rewrite my business so that it was no longer about me giving great workouts, Ren, 
but God has shown me how to put the missing pieces together to really impact and change women's lives. Women who are desperately seeking to be healthy and happy, who've tried everything and they still come up short. And, and he showed me eight pillars, you know, workouts and how to fuel the body, not feed the emotions, hydration, stress management, sleep, work, life, mindset, and then the spiritual faith-based component. So now when I get women, I look at them from a holistic perspective and coach them from a wellness coaching perspective versus let me just give you good workouts and send you packing out the gym door. And I've seen tremendous change. I've seen God move in the lives of the women. We now have a Bible study group. I would have never dreamt of that as a personal trainer in the gym. God has moved, Ren, and it has been such a, there are days I wake up and think, what a gift cancer turned out to be. Like, thank you, Jesus, and forgive me for ever thinking on the front end, why me when look where I'm at now and how I can be used and serve. It's amazing. That's incredible. And just to hear your passion through all of that is that, you know, I hear a lot of people say that is when, you know, God, that's when we feel closest to the Lord is when we go through those hard times. And I'm going to quote you because you said, um, when we were in our group meeting, you said, um, my, you were talking about 2020 and how it was, um, you know, a change, you had to pivot your business and all the things, um, and how God provided for you. But you said this, you said, staying at home, you said, my remission may not have been protected. And so tell me a little bit about what you mean by that. Oh my gosh. So um, again, looking back and connecting these dots has just been crazy. It reminds me of the story of Esther. You know, God is not, his name doesn't show up in there, but we see his fingerprints all across her story and that of Mordecai. But um, when we were, you know, looking at COVID, I really did look at remission and thought to myself, if I would get COVID, what would that do to my remission? Because while my immune system would be suppressed and fighting this invisible, you know, COVID enemy, what would that mean to like my cancer cells? Because everyone has cancer cells. It's just a matter of whether they get ignited or not. And and would that ignite cells in my body? Because my body wouldn't be on the defense for cancer and holding me in remission. It would now all resources, all hands on deck to fight COVID. And so I was able to see in the moment that working from home, he was sheltering me, you know, and in my mind, I would get this this visual ran of me sitting up underneath the wings of an angel and literally being protected. And for 18 months, I was very sheltered and protected. And then unfortunately, in December, um, my husband and I both got COVID. He had been away on a trip. But even then, I saw God move quickly. He was faithful. My husband and I both you know, it was tough, but we recovered. And, and now I'll be going back to the oncologist um, in August or June 15th. I almost said August. It'll be June 15th. And I'm feeling good about it. I, I really don't think we're going to see anything as far as COVID's concerned. The Lord has just been so good. Mm-hmm. I think that's amazing and how we can look back and see different things in our lives that were, you know, thank goodness for 
unanswered prayers, <laughs> prayers yes. that we prayed that maybe we didn't understand then. And now we're like, oh, that's why. Thank you. And some of it we will not know until heaven. We won't see on this side and we won't understand. But I love how you can see that and see how God protected you in, during that time when everybody was at home. So, wow. Okay. So let me ask you this. I'm going to get practical a little bit. What would you say to a woman who is wanting to get healthy, wanting to do the things and even that stress component, you know, all the components of those eight pillars you talked about and she's tried everything. She's not everything, but you know, she's tried a lot of things that you can't seem to get it all managed. What would you say to her? You know, it, it really is about starting small. And so when I'm coaching clients initially, Ren, I will say to them, think in terms of an elephant. You know, if it's sitting in the middle of the room, you and I cannot eat that elephant in one bite. It's right. too big. You know, that's too overwhelming. So it's looking, I love to say it this way. Let's look at the low hanging fruit first. You know, what are just some small little things that we can begin to do to move you forward? Is it something as simple as lacing up your shoes and going for a walk, you know, 20 minutes a day, or beginning to look at the importance of water? You know, can we add an extra water bottle in? Can we look at incorporating more veggies into our meals? Um, but really, just starting small because it can be so overwhelming. I've had clients come to me who've needed to lose a hundred pounds that typically will take us working together a year minimum. And I say to clients, get your eyes off the hundred pounds and it's a week at a time. It's a pound at a time. We will get there when we're laying the foundation for your lifestyle. It's like building a home run. We don't start with the roof. We start with the cinder blocks in the basement and we lay them week by week, one at a time. We make sure that we're building on solid ground so that as we go up and then finally put the roof on, you're where you need to be in my program so that you have the tools, the education and the knowledge that you're not in that space again, where you're like, oh my gosh, I put those hundred pounds back on. And now I got to start over mm -hmm. that digging out is that's my goal with my clients. I don't ever want you digging out again. I always say right community, right tools, right coach, right tribe. It will happen, but we got to be patient. Mm. And I love that you said start small because I think we it is it's so overwhelming sometimes and it's like no just take that one step that one baby Absolutely. step and digging it out oh that's good that's that's a good that's a good visual picture for me okay so I want it I know there are women here and they're thinking okay wow I love Carmen I love her passion where can people find you online and connect with you Absolutely. Thank you. I have a website. It is Carmen James um, fitness.com. And there is a perspective client um, assessment on the home page. If you click on that and complete the assessment, it will land in my inbox. And then I'll reach out to you for a consultation or discovery call. It's usually about a 30 minute um, consultation and it's free, but it's an opportunity for you to ask me questions. I get to know you. We see if 
our personalities click. We see if the program truly is going to be a good fit for you because not everybody who completes the assessment really is ready to go to that next step. And then I also have a free um, Facebook group that anyone can request to join and it's called Desperately Seeking Healthy and Happy. And I do education in there. I have recipes, workouts, challenges. It's a great nurturing group for those people who are like, again, I'm not quite ready, but let me just see what this is all about. And then my paid client group is called Too Fit to Quit. And then on Instagram, it would just be at Carmen James Fitness. Okay. Awesome. Well, y'all go check her out over there. And at the end of each episode, I ask my guests, what are they eating, reading, and loving? And of course, I'm going to ask you what you're eating because <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> yeah. What am I eating? Well, um, it, you're probably not going to like this answer, <laughs> but um, during COVID, I lost my taste and my smell. Yeah. And I did not recover them back fully. And so I decided this was a good opportunity for me to test drive going vegan because this prior to COVID loved cheese Mm -hmm. and um, loved her protein from animals. And so, and her sweets, um, but I am now uh, two months in on vegan. Okay. I am loving it. I'm not battling the scale at all. It's a beautiful thing, but it's been a lot of work. So for me, um, that would be the answer. I'm going okay. all things vegan. Okay. Um, what am I reading? Oh my yeah. gosh, I brought it. I'm reading this book by Katie Orr, <sighs> Secrets of the Happy Soul. Experience the deep delight you were made for. I love Katie Orr. I'm in her Bible Hub Club. Oh, I think she's too. a tremendous individual. And this book is a must read. I, I okay. love it. I love it. I love it. And okay. what am I loving right yeah. now? Uh-huh. Um, I am loving being at our condo in Naples, Florida this winter. It was something I prayed about last year. And I ask the the Lord for the gift of being able to be a snowbird for six months at our home in Florida, Um, because last year it did not work out. My numbers were out of line. And so the oncologist couldn't agree to that. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we got the 152 in December, God opened the door. We um, flew down here on January 7th. Today is exactly two months and I'm not planning on going back to Ohio until um, the very end of May. And it has been a blessing and a gift beyond anything I could have ever asked for from the Lord. I am so, so grateful and thankful for his yes. Uh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Well, I hope it, it definitely looks good on you. I know that you are enjoying Florida. Um, and so, okay, I want to go back. What is the favorite snack like that you're vegan, but I want to know specifically, what is that snack that you're having? I mean, are you eating like raw kale here? (laughs) I want to know. I want to know. That's so funny. I should have worn that kale t-shirt. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm not that extreme. In fact, okay. um, I, I, all my clients know this. Um, I've got them all. They're having me ship it actually back from Florida up North. Okay. Um, they are the flavored pistachios. They are their sea salt, honey roasted barbecue oh. and chili roasted. Ooh. My favorite is the chili roasted, but okay. I have to be honest with you, Ren, they're addictive. So you must measure out only a quarter of a cup okay. and then zip the bag and put it away or you will eat it all in one sitting. Those okay. are my faves. 
Okay. okay. So that's your go-to. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. I wanted to hear your go-to. Hey, this was so amazing, Carmen. Thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your story and just really giving us an insight into that and an encouragement for our journey with the Lord as well. Well, Ren, I will tell you the one thing that I believe wholeheartedly is if heaven is full by one more soul because of my story, then it will have been worth it. You know, that's Mm -hmm. how you have to really get your head around cancer is let God use, use it Mm -hmm. and use me for as long as, as he does. And, and, um, you know, someday I believe I will be in heaven and there will just be somebody who's there because of, 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 of me. And, and, Mm -hmm. and there are people that are already in heaven who I, you know, are, the people who have paid it forward for me and been the ones who poured into my life, Mm. you know? And so I just, that's all I care about. I just Mm. want to win souls for the kingdom because Mm. Ren, I can get a hundred pounds or 50 pounds or 20 pounds off of anyone, but our souls and our salvation and eternity is Mm. everything. So if I help Mm. you lose the weight, but you miss out on heaven, Mm. It will not have been worth it. And what a loss. So that's really my mission. Wow. Incredible mission. I'm just so glad to know you, Carmen. So thank you again for taking time today. You are so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.